Welcome to the Raven Bookery Podcast. We are three sisters who love to read and talk about all things books. And we do a great deal of laughing while we're at it. Today, we'll be discussing book recommendation chains. Our introductions for today are little personal tidbits. We are going to share our best animal call animal sound. I'm so excited. Go ahead, Samantha's Lindsay. just sad because you we, can't really do any animal. We decided this because before we started recording, we had a discussion about what the difference between a crow sound and a raven sound was, and we could not replicate articulate that very well. I mean, speak for yourself. I can do it. Go for it. Crow? Oh, jeez. Crow, that's like the more guttural. No. No, crow, crow is the... Is oh, the that's the... <laughs> You can't do it now. <laughs> ah! Ah! Okay. That's, that's pretty good. Well done. All right. And the crow. And then the, or the, and raven. the raven. The raven. That one's the... Guttural. Yeah. Ah! Ah! English oh, fantastic. That's really good. I gotta have a lot of phlegm in here. <laughs> I told you ravens are just German crows. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Okay, so go ahead with your... What was your actual your one, though? Actual, Not the crows My actual... <clears throat> actual noise... <laughs> Is also a bird. Uh, it's a peacock, and I will do it backwards because it's very loud. Apologies <laughs> <laughs> if we just burst your eardrums. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's good though. I mean, that is what peacocks sound like. I tried to make that like the call sound for girls' camp. Like, oh. if you hear the peacock, come to the tent or like come to the central tent. But no, they did a different song, which is fine. Anyway. That was mine. All right. That's right. good. Very good. My yeah. my go-to animal noise, and it's like my, which I probably can't do now because I'm laughing, but it's the, uh, like, this is the one thing I do really well. <laughs> it's the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Like Thank lovely, you. Thank lovely, you. Lovely. I didn't even tell my animal what I was going to do. It's totally live reaction. <laughs> I'm going to do... A sloth. Because <laughs> oh guess what noise a sloth makes? Nothing. They don't make a noise. And why I, don't you want to make any other I, animal noises, Samantha? Animal noise, like, for some reason, I... Okay, so you know how there's always something that you do that it doesn't matter how well you think you might be able to do it or whatever. If you do it in public, you automatically feel like the biggest idiot. And, like... I don't know why, like, instant embarrassment when I try and do an animal noise in front of people. I can do it with my kids, because I can laugh and be silly with them, and I don't care. And I can usually laugh and be silly with most people, but for some reason, <laughs> ask me to do an animal noise, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want you to think I'm an idiot. Because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> with a pained look on your face. <laughs> I will do my favorite, which is a duck. Quack. Quack. I can't. I can't do it. Those are my animals. Okay, do your cow. <laughs> my face! I can't! I hate it! That was fun. Great. Good job, guys. Woo! Let's anyway. go on to our actual topic for the Our night. topic for tonight. So, book recommendation chain. Who wants to explain what a book recommendation chain is? Because I, I part of me feels like we made that up. 
Uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I we 100% like, did. Okay, because <laughs> you guys start talking about it like this was like a normal thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. let's talk about booker making recommendation chains. I was like, you talk about that like it's something you've known and done before. You and say I that word. <laughs> you say that word like it's familiar to you, and I have never heard those two put together before. So, I don't know that I've ever heard it before, but mm-hmm. when we were thinking about topics, I had, I had the thought of, what is a book that has been recommended to you that you then turn around and recommend to just anybody or, you know, yeah, because you don't recommend the same books to everybody, but so it that kind of a thing. It's, it's a book that was recommended to you and then you've recommended it to somebody. And then if you can think of anybody else, like down that chain who has recommended. So this book has been passed through this group of people. So <clears> that <throat> kind of idea. So, um, not going too many steps, but a book that somebody told you about that you're like, yes, I'm going to read that. And then you in turn then passed it on yeah. it kind of a pay it forward kind of a situation a pay it forward book yeah, yeah. A pay it forward like book that. so that's what we're talking about today who wants to go, go first? first jinx Anne has to go first <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, i can go first that's fine my book's better than all of yours <laughs> oh jeez <clears throat> no 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 she might have something <laughs> no it is a good one <coughs> i've actually read this one i have it i don't think i've read it yet yeah because i bought it for you no i have <laughs> yeah, you have it because yeah, I, I, I gave it, it to you. Talk um, about a recommend- recommendation chain dying. Well, this is more of a... <laughs> I aggressively recommend books to people as in like, I bought this for you. Read it and love it and then love me. <clears throat> okay. The book that I have chosen uh, for my recommendation chain is called The Wild Robot. It's by Peter Brown. It is amazing. It is a... What did we call it? A younger grades? Middle reader. A middle reader? I don't even think it might be even a... I read it to my kids. Will was eight, nine yeah. at the time. It's a chapter book. It is it, a chapter book. But the like cha- the longest chapter is like three pages. And yeah. it does have pictures, which are charming pictures coming from an art background. And we all know my like history with picture books. And I just, I, I love them. There is They have a special place in my heart. So this one does have pictures, which just add to the story. So it is that that younger grades, I think you could go as low as second graders, even first graders if you're reading it to them, I think. Yeah, There's nothing in there them. that they wouldn't understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because like... So a step below middle grade. Yeah, yeah so it like, truly is an elementary school book. But yeah, like, like late I, elementary, yeah. early middle. But I even know like sixth graders who are like, I loved that book when we read it in fourth grade, and they've still like gone back to read it again. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's cute and charming. Um, there are three books in the series now. Ooh. There's a third one. There's a third one. So, uh, he wrote a sequel, The Wild Robot Escapes, which is, like, not as good as the first one, but, you know, they never are. And then he did write a third one, um, I have, it's on pre-order, so mine's coming, like, end of September is when they're to be delivered, and that's called The Wild Robot Protects. Oh. I know, right? So knowing the story, now I'm yeah. very interested in what happens in that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but the the <clears throat> basis of the story, the plot of the story is uh, the main character is a robot. Her name is Roz. Uh, she washes up on a island while being transported to wherever she's going. She gets accidentally turned on. And she has to survive on this island surrounded by animals. And so it's a whole story of her adapting and learning how to make friends and becoming part of this community that then she gets to help and 
and shape and protect. So it's really a cute, um, really adorable story. One of my favorite, like on page 24, there's, it's chapter 10 and it's just a paragraph long because that's how the paragraphs go. Uh, chapter 10 was called The Reminder. It says, I should remind you, reader, that Roz, the robot's name is Roz, uh, Roz had no idea how she came to be on that island. She didn't know that she'd been built in a factory and then stored in a warehouse before crossing the ocean on a cargo ship. She didn't know that a hurricane had sunk the ship and left her crate floating on the waves for days until it finally washed ashore. She didn't know that she'd been accidentally activated by those curious sea otters. As the robot looked out at the island, it never even occurred to her that she might not belong there. As far as Roz knew, she was home. So it's just this really cute... Um, really cute story about, again, this robot surviving on an island. She ends up adopting a goose for a son. Have this a robot who has a goose for a son. And it's just, it's just kind of charming. So this book was recommended to me by a good friend of mine um, who is also a school teacher. Uh, she taught third grade at the time. And she was telling me about the projects that she was doing with her class uh, around this book and how they were building robots and drawing robots and also talking about animal adaptations because it gets into how she has to camouflage herself so she doesn't get attacked by bears or pine cones because that's what she's running away from at first and because um, right. the pine cones keep falling on her. So she was telling me all about it and she basically she said the phrase it's about a robot with a goose for a son. I'm like, say no more. I'm there. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> So yeah, that, that got me on to it. Um, I read it over the summer, and then I adopted it into our fourth grade novel study program. And so that's the one that we did like at the end of the year, which was a really fun, like lighthearted way to kind of end the year. Except that the first class that I did it with, we didn't realize there was a, uh, a sequel hadn't, or there was a sequel, but we only did the first book and because the book ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. And so we just ended it and my kids were like, what? No! What? No! <laughs> and so we quickly in the last week of school read the sequel to them so they didn't mutiny or riot before school got out. Um, so I've recommended it to several classes of fourth graders. Uh, and then I've also bought it for all of my nieces and nephews because I'm that kind of aunt who just buys books for the kids that she loves. So those are the people that I've recommended it to. And then I am working on getting it to be our one school, one book book for the new elementary school I'm working at. Like, oh, let's do the wild robot <laughs> because I love that. And it's all about making friends and being nice to each other. So that's my book. Well, and especially like speaking in an educational setting, like it is a really great book to bring in a ton of different subjects. Like you were saying, like there's the science aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, there's the biological aspect of it, but there's also like the social aspect. Um, and then obviously it's reading, so English. And yeah. It's really, it's a good. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about like, not just like animal adaptations and, and the difference between organic and inorganic material. And, but like she adopts a goose. And so you have like, all the different ways that families are created and how there's like they yeah. might not have been born to you but you still love them the same way and reading it to my son as a mom with a son it was kind of cute some of the interactions between them like I was reading it to Will and like oh this is like we're reading about a mother and a son and I'm reading this to my son and it was kind of cute <laughs> that's my book Jane The Wild Robot and I will keep it going because it is 
fantastic. It is never ending. Also, the like, so the the illustrations in it are very simple illustrations. Yeah. Or one of the things that I liked about it um, was that like the kids could draw that robot and be very accurate with it because it is just like a series of straight lines. And she's a very simple character. And then even, like, the other animals in it are, are drawn very simply. So mm-hmm. they can do that copy and they can make really good depictions of, oh, this is Roz and this is Brightville and this is Chit Chat. And, okay, up okay. next. So my book recommendation chain is uh, Illuminae. The Illuminae Files first one by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It is the most interesting book that I have ever read. Um, it was recommended to me by my good book friend, Carolyn. She listened to it, so she does the audiobooks. And the audiobook of this one is a dramatic reading. So, like, they have different actors playing, like, voicing the different uh, characters, giving, like, sound effects and other things within the audiobook. So more like a radio show kind of thing. Yeah, essentially. That's cool. Some it of those is, are really cool to listen to. Yeah, yeah and so um, she told me that the audiobook was really, really good. She loved it. But at the time, I wasn't really into audiobooks uh-huh. um, and had time to read. Um, so I, I think I borrowed it from the library. And I read the first one, and it was just, I need all of them. So there's three books in the series, and it's all of them are out. What makes this one so different is it's told, I'll just read what it says on here, um, told through fascinating dossier of hacked documents, including emails, schematics, military files, IMs, medical reports, interviews, and more. So it looks like a lot of found documents. Yes. With redacted. With redactions. Those are the swear words. <laughs> oh, did you do that? Or? No, no, no. Oh. This is all part of the book. Swear and so, words are redacted? Yeah, because it's it's like a military military file that okay. somebody is going through and reading through. But they didn't redact anything else. No, just the swear words. Oh. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so basically, what's happening is it's the main two characters are a girl named Katie, um, and her ex boyfriend Ezra. They had just broken up, and after their breakup, their the planet that they're on is attacked. Earth. And, it's not Earth. So not Earth. it's a it's a space opera, I guess you can call it. It's it's a sci-fi for sure. Which isn't my normal genre. They're escaping on a giant ship and there's a AI system that may or may not be evil. So who I do you recommend it. that one to? So I actually did recommend this to Anne. But, um... Why do you guys keep recommending books to each other that you'll never read? <laughs> no. Am I the only one that reads oh, the books that I know. you two recommend? I know. It was because my friend said the audiobook was really good. So I'm like, hey, Anne, here's an awesome audiobook that my friend said was really good. I think you'll like it. And from our, from a previous discussion that we've had, and what I remember what you said, you had only listened to, like, the sample version of it. And I guess in the audiobook, they don't... I mean, they bleep the swear words, but you can still... Not enough. You can still tell, like, what uh, they're saying. And I think that was part of the reason why you didn't want to I And I, to like, don't remember even. Yeah. I just find that looking hilarious at that. that Anne recommends books to Lacey, <laughs> 
And I see it in Lisey's face. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see it in your face. <laughs> She's never going to read that, Anne. And then I see you recommend books to Anne, and Anne's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. And I see it in Anne's face. I'm never going to read that book. How come, am I like the garbage disposal of books? <laughs> like, I think anything. you're also the fastest reader of all of us. That's true. You yeah. guys do have to be a lot more limited in, I, uh, I'm going to pick and choose, where I can be like, throw it at me. I'll consume it and then do do whatever with it. So my, like, I am very selective of the books that I, I take, which is why I, like, people recommend mm. books to me all the time, and it's like, oh yeah, that sounds really interesting, and that's the what I'll say to them as a, to placate them. But, and sometimes I'll read them and sometimes I won't, but, um, because I am a slower reader, it takes me a lot longer. So it's more of a commitment for me to sit down and read a book, but then also, and it's not a brag, but they, books stay with me for longer, right? Like when I read the, um, the Hunger Games series and I read them all and like, I went through all three of them and, right, there's three of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's three. I went through all three of them and like, two-week time span, right? And I, like, lived in those books, and that's all I did. And, like, they infected my dreams, and I had, like, <laughs> Hunger Game dreams. And then even long afterwards, it was like, ooh, is this what the world is going to go to? And this is really messed up. And it, like, it shifted my thinking in a way that I don't know that affects everybody that same way. Yeah. So I just internalize books, so I have to be very selective. Okay. <laughs> I really am a child. I just decided I... And it is the stupidest thing. Okay, what else? Who do you recommend? Who else do you recommend Illuminate to? Um, I think I've recommended it to other. I mean, just other readers, um, because it's so, it, it's such a unique and different way of telling a story. When I first looked at it, I honestly thought, how the heck am I going to get a story out of? surveillance transcripts or IMs or memos and stuff like that. But the way that um, Christoph and Kaufman set up the story and set up the different elements of what's happened, it had me like like on the edge of my seat and at one point crying oh, wow. and just so enthralled in in the first book that after I finished the first one, I bought all three of them. Like, it's just one of those, like, yep, I like the first one, I'm getting everything in the series. Is it a, you have to read the whole series? Yeah. Because the, so the first book, um, is set in one spaceship, the second book is in a different spaceship, um, kind of, like, at the same time, or similar timelines, and then the third one is kind of, like, a culmination of everything. So is it, are the documents at least telling, putting the story together from one character perspective? Like, is there a main character that the documents seem to be following? Yeah, it's, well, it's the two. It's Katie and Ezra that are kind of the main people. They're featured in the documents? Too? Yes. Because oh, okay. they're, they're interviewed and there's, they're the main ones that are on the ship, kind of. Because Katie is, she's a hacker and she's specialist on how to get into different systems and she hacks into the ship system and kind of figures out what's happening but it's it's a the documents are like a timeline of what has happened so from this day at this time here are surveillance videos or here's an email that was sent out and so on and so forth 
So it's it's a pretty it's a big book, but you have pages like this. Yeah. <laughs> like looking at it, it I mean it looks like one of those really interesting ones to look at because it is so visually different. Yeah. And thinking about if your friend really liked the audiobook, some of those are very picture based pages. I'm I would be curious again how the audiobook translates, but anyway. So I do recommend it to I have recommended it to a bunch of other people. And if you want to read a really fun space opera that's a different from everything else, pick up the Illuminate Files today. <laughs> Are you selling it? <laughs> Alright. So my book recommendation is called Graceling. This was so I have a friend that um Newer in person, she ran a blog for a while that was like a book review blog, and I remember just kind of being in a reading slump, and I found her blog and was going through it, and she had, she talked a lot about my, one of my favorite authors as a child, still one of my favorite authors, Tamora Pierce, and she had uh, one of those, if you liked Alana, the Lioness Quartet, and that series by Tamora Pierce, you will love these books. And she had a list of like five books. I can't remember what all five were, but three of them are now on my bookshelf. Because <laughs> there were three of them that I was like, well, that looks interesting. I'll try that one. And it was really good. So I tried another one. That was really good. And I was like, man, this girl can't, she can't lose. So this was on that list. <clears throat> and I think I picked it because it was I'm going to say it's a standalone because it's a self-contained story. Mm. There is a, com I, I don't want to call it a prequel, but it does happen chronologically before this book, mm. but it's in a different, it's in the same realm, but not any of the same characters mm -hmm. until the very end. Graceling is one. The other one is called Fire. That is more of a companion slight prequel because it has one of the characters from Graceling in it when they are a child. It just it feels like a completely different world. You don't even know they're related until you interact with that character at the end. And yeah. then you're like, wait, these are in the same place? So it's kind of weird. Gotcha. And then there is a third book that is definitely more of a sequel to this one. Um, that focuses on one of the main characters, or no, one of the side characters. And this one, it's called Bitter Blue. Anyway, Graceling, it's by Kristen Kishore. Um, it's definitely a YA fantasy fiction. Um, I would rate it PG-13. There is no language. Um, there is some uh, intimacy in it, but it is written in a way that it's not totally closed door, but it's very general terms. Yeah. So... No, no vague worse. Very description. vague. Very vague description. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know, but it's fine. Um, so what's, what I love about this one is the, I don't, I don't want to call it a magic system because it's not really magic. It's more these, they're called extreme skills or like kind of superhuman abilities, but they're called graces. Mm -hmm. So someone who is graced has some type of extreme skill. And it can go from, I think one of the examples in the book was like being able to turn the upper half of their body all the way around. Odd. To, okay. <laughs> all the way to being really extremely skilled at fighting or superhuman strength, those mm -hmm. kind of things. So it's almost more like, they're, they almost feel more like superhero kind of skills. Kind of a okay. mutant-esque. Mutant 
kind of thing. There's not really any magic yeah. in that sense. It's just these superhuman abilities that okay. some people are blessed, are graced with. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that when someone is graced, their eyes settle into two different colors. And so that's like, it's the mark of being graced. You have Are they two, graced two from birth or is it like something they grow into in adolescence? Or um, So it's it, just like with normal babies, it's just whenever their eye color kind of settles. It could be mm-hmm. anywhere from a couple months to later on, um, around one, two years. I think it's usually by, a, by about one or two. If their eyes haven't changed color, they're not going to kind of mm-hmm. thing. What's interesting though is the second a child their eyes settle, they are handed over to the king of whatever realm that they're in. There's like, there's seven kingdoms in the realm. If they've been graced. If they are graced, their eyes settle into two, even before you know what the grace is, Mm -hmm. once their eyes settle into two different colors, they're handed over to the king and they're property of the king. Because if it's a grace that he can use, he gets to use it. If he determines that it's not a useful grace, like being able to hold their breath underwater for a really long time, he sends them back home, and then they just kind of live ostracized because people are really weirded out by grace people. Anyway, um, so the main character is Katza. She is graced with killing, <laughs> um, and it manifested when she was eight <laughs> in a interesting way. So she is she is actually born the niece of the king, and both her parents are dead, gone. Um, so she's graced anyway, so she's belongs to her king, who also happens to be her uncle. Mm-hmm. And her uncle, the king, decides to use her as his enforcer slash thug. When her grace was manifested at eight, she did not mean to kill the person, obviously. Um, and so it terrifies her, and so she spends the next 10, 12 years of her life even longer than that. I can't remember how old she is in the book. Um, Training so that she can control herself. And Mm -hmm. so she doesn't accidentally kill people just being around, right? Mm -hmm. And so she becomes a very, very exceptionally skilled fighter. And so when the king sees how good she is, and obviously she has this killing grace, which killing someone, grown man at eight years old, obviously she now has a reputation and the... Uh, The king capitalizes on that to make her this feared creature. And so he pretty much sicks her on his enemies. Anyone who offends him, offends the king, whatever, she gets to go out and dole out the punishment. And she's been doing that for him since she was, like, young, like 10 or something, like super young. So obviously not the greatest childhood, but obviously that then creates (laughs) some trauma there. (laughs) The best basis for a story. Um, Orphan in childhood trauma. Orphan in childhood trauma. (laughs) And then superhuman ability. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. That's the trifecta. (laughs) It's a good trifecta. It's good. I like this book just because it's it's just so different. Like, it's still Mm -hmm. very much in that fantasy fiction realm. Different land, different realm, different, you know, different world. Uh, But it's not a typical magic system. But it still Mm -hmm. has something that is interesting about it. Makes it it different. Makes it different. And I, I don't know. It's a a good, good story. I've reread it a couple of times. I love Fire. Fire's another really good one um, in the same realm. 
the third one, Bitter Blue, it's good. It's well written and it's a good story. It's just not one that like resonated resonates with me. This one resonates with me because uh-huh. like if I was going to pick out, oh, you want you want to read a book about like a girl who like kicks trash all day long. You gotta read Graceling, because <laughs> that's what it's there for. But yeah, it's really good. Quick read. Well, I mean, it's a quick for read you. for me. For you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, there are some things in the in the book that I, I don't love. That's just personal opinion. So, Graceling, I have recommended this to you two. I believe you guys have read it. I've nope. read it. <laughs> I've read right. it. Lizzie's read it. I've recommended it to lots of other people. It is one that I commonly recommend. Um, it's good. It's really cute. Not just cute, but it's also like I might put it on my empowering. It's also a little bit interesting because she still, um, even when she like everything gets resolved at the end, um, there's still an element of her that still kind of has a little bit of self-loathing for her killing, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and and so it's a very very interesting take that even though the story gets resolved and the the way it gets resolved leaves her dissatisfied. Because she couldn't figure out a better way to handle things mm. than just relying on bang, bang, bang. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway, it, it's a good one, though. It's it's very interesting, very different than a traditional fantasy fiction. Yeah. So, it's a good one. Cool. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. There's our recommendation chains. Check them out. Three vastly different books. Yes. Very different. Very different. Science fiction, very unique storytelling mm-hmm. method. A still uh, science fictiony. Still science fictiony. Because robots. <laughs> robots. <laughs> robots. It is robots. Um. Yeah. And then straight fantasy fiction with a little bit different aspects to it. A little flavoring to it. A little different flavoring to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Enjoy. Thanks. Okay, okay, love you, bye! Thank you for listening to the Raven Bookery Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at raven underscore bookery. Check out all our original book-inspired designs for great gift ideas on our Etsy shop, Raven Bookery. Happy reading! Happy reading.